My name is Kirsty Ritchie. I'm the Communications Executive for FDF Scotland. In today's podcast, I'm joined by our CEO, David Thompson, for his initial thoughts on the results of the Scottish Parliament elections. Thanks, Kirsty. So um, here we are uh, a couple of days after the Scottish Parliament election, and we've seen the SNP, as many people predicted, uh, um, return the largest uh, amount of the uh, seats. So they have uh, a total of 60 two seats um, from the constituency basis and uh, two seats from the regional basis in Scotland. So that gives them a total of 64 seats, which is one under having a majority. But they're still by far the largest party. And what that means is that they will uh, get the chance to form the next Scottish government. Uh, We had a turnout of 63% of the electorate, which is very, very high, uh, full 10 percentage points. Uh, above the average for a previous Hollywood election. So that shows uh, a lot of motivated voters uh, and a lot of interest in this election. Um, so we don't know whether the SNP will go forward uh, and whether they will form a minority administration, which is what they've had since the last election in 2016, or whether they'll have a formal coalition, which is what we had in Scotland between Labour and the Liberal Democrats between 1999 and 2007. So if they choose to go ahead as a coalition, uh, there's going to be a period of time now where they and the Green Party probably uh, work together to work out an agenda for government, uh, and that might take a a few weeks. Um, Or they may decide to work with the Greens in the same way they have over the past uh, um, Parliament, which was to have a confidence and supply arrangement, which means that the Greens could always vote against them if they wanted. There was no Green MSP as a member of the government, but on key issues, the SNP and the Greens would discuss and agree how they were going to vote uh, and try and vote together. That obviously becomes of particular importance uh, when we talk about the potential for another independence referendum. So where did the other parties get to? Uh, Well, Conservatives. Um, they managed a total of 31 MSPs. Uh, Labour managed a total of 22 MSPs. Uh, The Greens got eight and the Liberal Democrats got four and there were no other MSPs elected. So none from, for example, Alex Salmond's Alaba party was was elected. So um, that's the total there. Um, And it's a, a really big time of change in the Scottish Parliament. Uh, Before this election, we saw 34 MSPs uh, retire, including four key government cabinet secretaries. Um, And we've also seen now nine MSPs who've lost their seats. Particularly, I mentioned John Scott, the Conservative MSP for AIR, who's been a great friend of FDF Scotland uh, and also uh, supported the cross-party group on food uh, that we support as well. Uh, We've also uh, lost Claudia Beamish, uh, who was uh, previously a convener of the cross-party group. Uh, we've lost the Minister Paul Wheelhouse, um, a good friend of FDF Scotland's, um, and Gordon Lindhurst from the, the Tories, who we've discussed trade with before. So a huge amount of change in the Scottish uh, Parliament now, but actually not much change in the way the parties uh, roll out. So you've got the Conservatives remaining, uh, the party of opposition with their 31 MSPs, uh, and Labour uh, re- remaining relatively stable despite a change of leadership uh, with 22 MSPs. One thing to note is the Liberal Democrats have lost one MSP, so they've gone down from five to four. Um, and actually, that's a key number. So 
If you have five MSPs, then you are counted as a major party, uh, you're on the Parliamentary Business Bureau, uh, and you get a, a regular slot uh, to ask First Minister's questions. But with four MSPs, you lose all those privileges. So actually, the Liberal Democrat voice is likely to be slightly lessened uh, as a result of this uh, election. So what's that likely to mean in terms of the government? Um, so we think that the new cabinet will be slightly smaller uh, than the previous cabinet led by uh, Nicola Sturgeon. Um, there are a lot of senior ministers, as I said, who have uh, moved away and perhaps a, a, a lack of experience in the SNP ranks to draw on. So we think that there might be fewer cabinet secretary roles. Um, we would expect the newly expected, uh, newly um, elected, sorry, Angus Robertson, uh, who many of you will know was the SNP's Westminster leader as a member of parliament for many, many years, um, and, and also somebody that the FDF knows well. Um, he's expected to take up a role as a cabinet secretary, probably senior, potentially even the constitutional secretary, who will be so critical in terms of independence. Uh, we're expecting John Swinney, currently Minister for Education, but also currently the Deputy First Minister, to have a combined finance and economy portfolio, as likely, uh, and again to up his role. Um, and Kate Forbes, who's currently the Finance Secretary, uh, might have to move to some kind of service delivery role, such as education or health, in order to be in with a chance of being First Minister in the future, which many people are tipping, tipping her for. Um, in their manifesto, the SNP also committed to the creation of a cabinet secretary for net zero energy and transport, um, and also ministerial roles focused on the just transition and youth unemployment. So it will be interesting to see if they actually deliver on those roles and who takes up those spots. In terms of new faces to watch, I've already talked about Angus Robertson, the former MSMP and Westminster leader of the SNP, who actually uh, took over Ruth Davidson's seat. Ruth Davidson was not contesting it. Um, she has moved to the House of Lords, uh, but um, a swing from the Tories to the SNP in Edinburgh Central. Um, also, uh, another face to watch is Stephen Kerr, who was MP for Stirling uh, between 2017 and 2019, and uh, previously a member of the uh, Westminster Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy uh, Committee. Uh, Lorna Slater, the new co-leader of the Greens, who's an electro-mechanical engineer working in marine renewable energy. Um, Douglas Ross, of course, the leader of the Scottish Tories, has been elected an MSP. Uh, he probably what previously was uh, a list MSP uh, um, before he became an MP in 2017. Um, and he served as the Parliamentary Undersecretary of State uh, for Scotland before resigning over Dominic Cummings taking his trip to Barnard Castle. Um, he, interestingly, is looking to retain his role as an MP as well as being an MSP and a party leader. So it'll be interesting to see that along, of course, with his uh, other job as a linesman uh, in the uh, Scottish Premier League to see how that all pans out. Um, and another one that we know very well at the FDF is Paul Sweeney, who won the Glasgow Northeast uh, seat in the 2017 general election, but lost it in 2019. Uh, and previously he was Shadow Undersecretary of State for Scotland. Um, so he will be taking a role, we think, in Labour around trade, innovation and public finance as things go forward. So what happens next? Um, as I speak during the course of this week, the new parliamentary session will take place, uh, its first meeting will take place on Thursday. Um, Ken McIntosh, who was the presiding officer, 
um, wrote to the party leaders on Saturday to say that that would be the date and also when his replacement as presiding officer, which is the equivalent of the Speaker of the House of Commons, uh, uh, will be uh, elected. Uh, we're expecting the deputy presiding officers to be elected on Friday um, and then the Parliament will meet again on Tuesday the 18th of May um, so the MSPs can elect a new First Minister. Uh, who will be, which will be Nicola Sturgeon, of course, um, and the motion to appoint new government ministers to so the new cabinet secretaries is expected to follow on Thursday, the 20th of May, uh, with ministers, the junior ministers, following on from that, uh, and new committees being established over the course of the next few weeks. So, if all goes to plan, um, that's what's going to happen if the SNP move forward as a minority government, um, uh, and that may be delayed uh, if, for example, they seek to have a formal coalition with the Greens, which I think is incredibly unlikely. Um, but we'll, we'll remain to see what happens over the next few weeks, but that's our best guess at the moment. Mm -hmm.